The following was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic through Zoom meetings in accordance with local health guidelines. Hi, I'm Mike Maloney, and welcome to another CSRM podcast. Today's episode is hosted by Dr. Greg Linville. Hi, welcome back. We are blessed to have Danny Downing still with us. We're featuring Danny, uh, celebrating with him and with his church and all the people that he's impacted 20 years at Johnson's Ferry. And if you didn't get a hold of the last podcast, uh, we talked a little bit about his faith journey, a little bit about some of uh, how sports and rec and fitness needs to maybe concentrate a little bit on that great commission about baptizing and and uh, teaching all and connecting all and and we were doing some things there and then we heard some good stories about Sherwin Williams better known as Justin McDonald, <laughs> and some of the ways Danny has influenced his life and uh, he's just going to stay on with us for a little bit but Danny we uh, we talked a little bit about your faith journey and you you started to get in a little bit to your call uh, to ministry but Talk a little bit about your, your, your ministry journey, maybe where you've been in ministry, and then also speak a little bit to guys like you, you said you hired Justin, you know, he was a couple years into college, and maybe even before graduation. Uh, if people wanted to go into this as, as a calling, and, you know, in the secular world, it would be called a career, but we really think it's got to be a calling, and it is a career. Uh, what what would what would be some of the things that people need to do if they're in high school or college or uh, they they may even be out there kind of like your dad teaching and then shift it over anything that you you can think about with that Danny just give us your journey and, and insights for people that might want to get into this. Sure. Um, well, like I, I mentioned on our first segment, I you know I felt God moving and I was going to either own a sporting goods store or be called into ministry and God called me into ministry and um, really had the church support of that went off to college and really wrestled a little bit more am I doing that because my dad's in ministry and I was in a church or is that is this a real call and and uh, really went through a process of maybe I maybe I'm a school teacher and so took an education class and God confirmed that's not really what you like to do and so just in the process of college classes, God kind of confirmed for me that he had called me into ministry. And, and so I went to Southwestern Seminary thinking that um, I love sports and maybe God would allow me to go into recreation ministry. Um, and I think in that process, what I learned about myself in my calling was I was not a proclaimer of the word. I was not a pastor and I was not a worship leader, but I really had a heart of an educator somewhere in the reach and discipleship field. And so I think one of the things I'd share with people is, you know, God calls you into ministry and even 
how he uses you in ministry can change through the years. Um, and so um, when I left seminary, I went to actually be a youth minister at First Baptist Gainesville that had a recreation facility and then served a little bit as interim on the recreation side. But at that time, God had taken seminary and taught me about, you know, building a, a place to disciple people. And so I was in student ministry for a while and then went to Mobile, Alabama. Um, where I was youth and recreation and then ended up taking on some college responsibilities. Um, and even in that process, I remember being a point of just, again, desiring for our church to reach and disciple people for Christ. It's like, hey, I'm open if it doesn't look like we're doing much for the adults. I'm open now, you know, to see how I could be used uh, on this team to help provide discipleship for adults. Um, but did youth and recreation and a little bit of college um, at Spring Hill Baptist. And then uh, my kids were moving closer to being in my own youth group and really um, through a lot of praying about that for probably over a year, just, I, I really, um, it would have been fine, but I just had an uneasiness about it. I wanted someone else to speak into their life and not their dad be their youth minister. And that was just a personal thing for me. Um, and so God ended up leading us to, uh, Johnson Ferry to begin the, uh, what we called the recreation ministry back then. And for my kids to have their own, uh, youth minister, children's minister. And so, um, that was kind of my process. I, I stay open. I, I, I know I'm called to ministry and I know I'd make a lousy preacher, uh, mm -hmm. and even worse worship leader. Uh, and so God, you know, has led me, I think, with my gifts and talents to serve somewhere on the education and outreach side of things. And so I stay open to whatever he has uh, for me. I'm thankful that I've got to serve here for such a long time and um, be a part of this great team. I think for anyone considering ministry, the first thing I'd say is, you know, discover your passions. Even back in high school and middle school, I loved sports and knew that was a passion of mine. So it's not hard for me to to be passionate about having youth leagues or adult leagues where people get to come and play together. Um, and so one is, what are you passionate about? God wants you to be passionate about ministry. Um, and then I, th I think the thing I would say is begin to serve in that ministry if you can. And if, there, if your church doesn't have that ministry, serve in something similar to that. Volunteer, get involved. Um, you know, so if you're a middle school, high school kid, or even an adult that's doing something, how can you be serving in a ministry to reach and disciple people for Christ and, and just be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. You know, I think those would be the, some of the things I would, I would say. Um, I, I go back to man sports ministry is a key part of connecting to our community. Um, and so God could use you to do that. Justin, anything you can add to that? Yeah, I think it's just, it's like, as Danny said, like, you know, as, as you grow, be open to God, like expanding what you do. Um, like Danny, I'm, I'm not a proclaimer. I am a teacher. I am not, I can't tell a musical note from a whatever. It's, it's a foreign language to me. And, you know, as I've, my journey has been sports and recreation, but now I'm not just sports. I'm our, um, I'm our community pastor where I am. And so I work in our missions department. And so even though we haven't been doing sports in this whole pandemic and shutdown, I, you know, we've been delivering meals to people. We've connected to local 
places, helping our student ministry connect with summer missions with our local partners. And so be open to what God is wanting you to, to do. Um, and it still allows you to be the things you're passionate about, which for me is just connecting with people and allowing them to see that the church is more than just inside the building. I think that's the big thing, whether it be sports or like community engagement like I do. It's just find what you're passionate about and pursue it. And God will continue to develop you in that. And you have to be open to, to kind of change a little bit and tweak what you do. But the, the core stays the same uh, of who you are and who he's called us to be. So I'd say stick with it and just listen. You know, I, I think if I have, I have a number of soapboxes that I get on. You guys know that. But one of them is that churches hire their sports person because they were a good athlete. Um, and I, I, I just think that a sports and rec and fitness minister needs to have all the same credentials as any other pastor on the church. They need to be, in, in your case, ordained, in my case, recorded uh, for ministry. Um, mm -hmm. they, they need to have at least uh, the, the Christian workers license so that they're recognized they need to get certified and whatever it is that they're doing and it because it is a calling and it is a ministry and it's not just an activity it's missional and i think both of you guys have given evidence to that mm -hmm. and i i'm really thinking that 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 shouldn't rule out an athlete it shouldn't rule out a coach but there's got to be more than that and both of you have also indicated academics uh, as part of your background in, in preparing for this. Danny, if you were going to hire somebody, like when you hired this guy that's driving down and not paying attention to what he's doing. Uh, oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what's a criteria that you look for in somebody that wants to be a staff person? Yeah, I, I think one who's following the Lord you know is first and so um that's the primary thing and i'd say even as we had just finished talking about you know if someone thinks i might want to do sports ministry i mean that's the first thing is is keep your priority with jesus the main thing because that's when you'll get kind of you'll, you'll kind of know more and god will lead you in that um but then i think uh when we're hiring somebody to work on our staff team we're looking for somebody that's teachable um, we're looking for somebody who's called to ministry. You know, I, I can find a lot of people that love sports and like, man, it'd be fun to run a soccer league. Those people are everywhere, but to find somebody who says, and I'm called to ministry. I want to use sports as a tool to reach and disciple people for Christ. That's who we're looking for. Um, you know, and then, um, uh, as best I can, I'm looking for someone who will fit into the culture where our local church is. Uh, we have a kind of a distinct culture, so we, we've learned sometimes that if, if it's a bad fit, it's just hard to be as successful in ministry as that person wants to be. That's kind of what we look for. Mm -hmm. that's, that's excellent. And you both use the phraseology that, that you're not a proclaimer. And by that, you're talking about being kind of a pulpit preacher uh, person that you're up in front doing that. Um, and, and in our sports, rec, and fitness network and, and our community, 
we often talk about that we proclaim the gospel by how we live, how we operate. And uh, Justin, you, you talked about how Danny really emphasized to you that we can't have any gospel impact if we're not doing sports well. And, and that's, the pro, that's part of the proclamation that Christians do this well, churches do this well. Um, and then we say that, so we proclaim it with our lives and then we affirm it verbally. We affirm our faith verbally. And I would, I would say that, uh, uh, just a, a mild exhortation to both of you that you are proclaimers, uh, by, by who you are and where you've been and what you do. And you're also pretty good affirmers because you also say, you know what, we need to talk about this. Any thoughts about that, Danny? Yeah, I think we don't want to, you know, we don't want to give the wrong impression. Neither one of us feel gifted to be the person that prepares the Sunday message right. week in and week out. I don't feel like God's gifted me that way. Uh, but uh, we're both passionate to share the gospel through the tool of sports. And again, you heard, you know, hey, we're, we see our role as connecting with our community, building a relationship, earning the right to share the gospel, and then connecting people into the life of a local church. And so, yeah, we, when we think of ourselves as proclaimers, we think of ourselves as proclaimers of the gospel, but not, um, Sunday preachers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and even in that, there's, there's a, there's a freedom to be who you are and not have to be somebody else. And I think that sometimes people don't understand that they are called to ministry. And, and this is what impacted me about what you just said in the last couple of segments here. And that is you can be called a ministry and you don't have to be a pulpit preacher. You, there are places in ministry for people that have different passions and different giftedness. Your thoughts. Oh, absolutely. Thank goodness. We're one body, lots of different parts. Right. And so, um, that's kind of what my takeaway, one of the many things I learned in seminaries is there's different roles on the team of the local church leadership. And one of the, God's probably never calling me to these roles over here, but then, boy, it seems like the way he's gifted me and he's using the Holy spirit to lead me. I might fit in some of these roles over here and they all don't have to be the Sunday morning preacher or lead the music. There's lots of different roles. And then, but as a team, we're working to share and disciple people, you know, so lots of different roles within that. Not everybody's an eye, not everybody's a foot. <laughs> yes, that's so true. And now talk to us a little bit about your volunteer staff. Talk a little bit more about who you hire on your staff, but your volunteers and in, in the book that's currently being written on the mission of sports outreach we talk about that you've got to change in the local congregation the whole idea that this is not sports activity but this is sports mission and we're recommending that we don't call our coaches or league directors volunteers but we call them missionaries that we call them local church local area missionaries and and yet there can be sometimes that you're reaching a coach as well as the players that they're coaching. And I'm just wondering how you, you navigate that 
I know some places say you have to be a member of our church to be a head coach, but you can be an assistant coach and not be uh, a member of the church, or maybe necessarily even following Christ. Your thoughts about any of those those volunteer missionaries that serve in your in your ministry? Yeah, I think one you're hitting on the main thing is for validity of the sports and recreation ministry in the local church, we need as the leaders to help people see this is a key volunteer role in the church, just like any other role. Um, and so it's not, you're just not a coach or uh, something just, but you're, you're one of our leaders in the ministry of the, of our church. So I think that's our responsibility to make sure we're, promoting that with the church leadership and the church membership our our the way we do here in our local area that works well for us is for our youth leagues we uh require that the head coaches are believers they're followers of christ they don't have to be members of johnson perry um we ask them to be local active in a local church um but not necessarily it's not a johnson perry thing it's a uh, you know, be a believer in a local Bible-believing church. Um, and the reason we require that is that coach is really going to be the spiritual leader of the team because in our youth leagues, there will be uh, devotions at practice. Um, the, we, we train the coaches uh, to share the gospel, and they're going to be the ones sharing the gospel with their players since they have the relationship. And um and then with uh, assistant coaches and other roles on the team, we don't have that requirement. And um, our thought right or wrong is, you know, if I can get a guy that's not connected with Jesus yet to be the assistant coach under and listen to uh, the head coach share spiritual things, that's a, just an opportunity to be a witness. Um, and so we're open a little bit more to somebody that um, has a, a long way to grow uh, in – uh, how he conducts himself according to our standards, but it's been great to have that ministry opportunity. And again, just to begin that process of evangelism, uh, probably a lot of our assistant coaches are believers, but we don't require that in our adult leagues. We require the captain, uh, to be a believer again, not a, not necessarily a member of Johnson Ferry, but we require the captain, uh, who's putting together the team, and he has the accountability of the actions of the team. So, and he's really, again, our connection in reaching and discipling the men or women that play in our adult leagues. Different model, but um, that's our requirements and the kind of the way we look at it. Um, you know. Excellent. And and Danny, we share an acquaintance that um, part part of the way I do my spiritual formation is that the sports page becomes my my prayer diary. And what do I mean by that? I, I pray for every one of those all-star teams, all of our local athletes. I've been praying for those for decades now in our community. And there was one particular man, now he's a man, he was a high school player that I prayed for. And because I was involved in the basketball areas, I, I reached out to him when he was in high school. Didn't see him till years later. And then he had registered his son for our basketball league. Now he was as far from the church, far from living a Christian life, far from anything. And I asked him to be my assistant coach. He was flabbergasted. 
but he knew that I had been praying for him. And he came on. Well, you served on a CSRM board with him, Dave Williams. And mm. he, Dave, came to Christ and played in the adult leagues, went to, got involved in some of the recovery ministries of the church. We talked about that in our last podcast. And it was just really amazing. And now he's been like an elder in the church. He's been on the finance board. He's doing all kinds of stuff. He's not even involved in the sports ministry anymore, but he's really gone to the next level. And I think that's a kind of an example of, of what you're saying. And uh, anyway. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things we talked to our leadership about is sports, again, is really a great opportunity for somebody to lead for the first time. You know, most of the time you're making about a 10-week commitment. If you're asked to teach the children's Sunday school class, it's a, a year-long commitment. You know, um, you can ease into some of the things. So, so to me, again, it's a training ground uh, for leaders in the church. And, you know, it's exciting to see when you see a coach go from coach in our league to camp counselor uh, with third, fourth, and fifth graders or coach in our league, and now he's teaching on Sunday morning in the Bible study area. You know, absolutely, uh, Danny. We're gonna we're gonna surprise you again here. Uh, we got somebody else that wants to join in, and uh, Greg English is coming on. I think you know Greg English, and here's another guy who just said, "I, I wanna I wanna say something about my man." So, uh, Greg, can you hear us? I can. Can you hear me? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Hey, Greg. Mr. Hey. Cool, cool Spring. Yeah, here yeah. we are. So, so Greg, uh, you wanted to get on here and, and uh, tout a few things about Danny Downings. What, what's up in your heart and mind about this man? Uh, well, first of all, congratulations. Second of all, uh, you are and have been like a go-to me uh, for a person of calm demeanor but great wisdom and always trying something. So that's always been a great joy. Uh, and I think I sensed that probably like 12 years ago when I went to my first CSRM summit. Like, um, number one, you were one of the few uh, SBC people like me that were attending, you know, <laughs> CSRM. So that really, you know, resonated with me. But we, I just had that connection. I just, I knew this sense of peace about you and your experience. So that drew me in. And then just over the years, just how we've, uh, we have visited each other, you know, you come here, we spent time together, we, we find time for each other at conferences and events, we call each other, we do those things. Uh, so I really just have found a true friend uh, in you and I think you do, I think you do everything well. So that's a side benefit, but the friendship to me is, is the greater side of it. So um, I just, I'm proud of, I think about 20 years, man, that's a, it's a long run. Absolutely. I appreciate it, Greg. You're a good friend. Yeah, it's been it's been great. So, and I and I and I hope what you're sensing here is that uh, when people heard that we were taking some time to honor Danny, that uh, he has this kind of reputation, and it's more than a reputation; it's reality. This yeah. is the kind of man he is that he's inspired a lot of people and has impacted and influenced a lot of us. And uh, so. We, we just felt like we wanted to in, involve some other folks here. So, uh, Danny, we hope, hope you do feel the honor and do feel how much people do appreciate you and, and your influence. 
Greg, are you able to stay on with us for a little bit? I can. Well, what what we're we're coming down to a, a time break here on our podcast, and we're going to come back and do another one. And I'd like you to stay on because there's a few things that I'd like to engage you with Danny on. Okay. And so for those of you that uh, just know that these podcasts come out every week, and so we're going to do a third segment with Danny. We've done one already. Again, if you missed that one, go back. There's some really good stuff on there. And then this this one, obviously, you've been on, and you're just getting to meet Greg English, possibly, and you're going to hear more from him in our next one. If you're listening to this, you're on your treadmill or you're driving your car in the commute and you can't, you're not watching it and not seeing all the graphics that are coming across, uh, just go to the CSRM website and, and go to the podcast archives and you'll be able to get all of these. But Danny and Greg, thanks for being on for this segment. Hold on, we're gonna just keep recording here in a second. So thank you. All CSRM's podcasts are a resource provided by the Association of Church Sports and Recreation Ministries and its production house, Overwhelming Victory Flicks. This episode was produced by Dr. Greg Lenville and edited by Andrew Fouts. For more information about CSRM, visit csrm.org. For more information about our publishing and production houses, visit csrm.org and click on the Resource tab. CSRM Podcasts, I'm Mike Maloney. Have a blessed day.